Johnny, you look sad. You okay? Hmm, I don't know. Why doesn't anybody remember it's my birthday today? Huh? Happy birthday! I remembered. I know, but mommy and daddy are far away. Why aren't they here for my birthday? They can't help it. They're tied up with very important business right now, so you have to be patient, okay? It's just too bad it had to be on your birthday. Sailor Mars.、Huh? Have you forgotten? Huh? Oh right. Sorry, Rini. We're needed at the、huh? palace. Maybe if we get done on time, we can do something. None of them. Not one of them cared. Nobody celebrated my birthday. Moon podcast escalation. Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week, usually each and every week, and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And we got some good ones. We got some good ones tonight. I am excited、yeah. because we are going to be watching、uh, episode 85 of Sailor Moon R, which is called The Dark Queen, Birth of Black Lady. And I have been waiting for this for like 40 episodes. I am ready for this. Yeah. Jordan, are you, are you into it? Are you into it like I am? No. No? Really? Okay, well, that's okay. Here's, here's why I ask because our special guest this week, the friend that we are sitting down with, when I started this call, Uh, she, said, she said she did not like these episodes. Please welcome back to the show、uh, one of my good friends, someone that I, I really love talking to and hanging out with whenever I can, Katie Donnelly. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. And listen, at least get it right. What I told you was that I remembered these being some of my favorites. Right. And that they were very bad. That, yeah, they are very <laughs> bad. They're not good. No, they're really no. not. They are so not good. <laughs> These episodes are so good. Honestly, These legit. These are legit some of my favorite episodes of Sailor Moon. Honestly, I watched this episode, and one of my notes in about halfway through the episode, maybe a little bit further, is why do people like this episode? Because we've had so many people talk about, oh, I can't wait till that. And it's like, what? This、yeah. is not good. Yeah, and by so many people, you mean me. Like, well, me you specifically. And other, guests. other guests have been excited. No, All right, I mean, we'll get into that. Chris gave me options of episodes to be on for, and I was like, I want these. That is true. That is、wow. true. You picked these episodes. I know. Now, we'll, we'll get into it when we get into the episode, I think, because I, I'm kind of excited about having us. All have differing opinions on this episode, which, even though it is objectively great.、Mm-hmm. So,、uh, before we get into that, Katie, you were on,、uh, geez, like a year ago, like 50 episodes ago. We talked、yeah. to you,、uh, you. You gave us your history with Sailor Moon. And it was honestly, we've been friends for, for several years, like four or five years, I think. Yeah. And I found out things about you that I didn't know. 
when we talked about that. I have hidden depths. <laughs> you really do. But that's it's honestly one of my favorite sailor business moments is you talking about how Sailor Moon uh, impacted your life and, and made you want to get into the career that you have now. So everyone should absolutely go back and listen, uh, if you haven't already, to episode 29, where Katie makes her first appearance. Uh, but Katie. Yes. <laughs> You're scared about what he's going to ask you? I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, I, I would not be. It's like, it's a very, very friendly show we run here. Uh, Katie, do you have any Sailor Moon related developments in your life? I don't know. I mean, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that, th- I mean, this is this arc that we're y'all are on now is like my favorite, favorite, favorite. So it's kind of, it's hitting me kind of hard that these episodes were not very good. Yeah. It is messing with me really bad because I love like all of these characters. I I am so with you because it's the same thing. The discovery that R is actually not very good. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's really blowing my mind. There are still good episodes. There really are. There were some fun ones in there, but the fact that like overall it's like, it's like, Oh man. Well, it's so slow moving. Season one was awesome. I've seen season one like three or four times at this point in my life, maybe even five. And it's still great. Season two, not not holding up. I mean... Yeah, but the thing about R is that it tricks you. Because remember how excited we were going into it. We and were. These are not episodes that we haven't, like, that I had watched very recently. What well, happened? I don't know about for you guys. For me, they very rarely showed past the, like... Anne and Alan arc on R on mm. Toonami when I was growing up, right? Sure. Which is the only place I saw Sailor Moon. So to get like any glimpse of the real R arc was the best thing because it was like all of these cool new characters and they actually were people and it wasn't just the generals and it was like super fun. And so I think I just kind of built it up in my head as being like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's, I honestly think that is part of it, because our, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, that it is broken up really weird. Uh, There's that weird three-year gap between when they were, you know, dubbing the uh, beginning of our, and then the end of the Spectre Sisters arc, uh, and then finally coming back to do the stuff with, well, I guess, I guess with Wicked Lady, as we knew her back in the 90s. But again, I watched, like, all of R, like, right before we started doing the show. So you would think I would have noticed that it's largely not very good. But no, I did not. It it, it fooled me again. I, but you know what? And I, I, I bet you it will fool us again if we ever just think about it. Because I bet you even if we just, like, scrolled through... What, what episodes existed? Like, oh, there was this one and there was that one. We'd probably end up going, oh, yeah, remember that great one? And then really be talking about one that we hated. <laughs> well, you remember how excited I was when Esmeralda showed up. Uh-huh. And Esmeralda's only she around for know. like six episodes. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm trying to think of good episodes this season. Uh, okay. There was the Snow White episode. That was good, right? The talent show. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was this season. Uh, the Breakfast Club episode. That was fun, right? That one, that one's okay. The makeup, the makeup one where the monster erased her face. Bob Floyd is a was classic. Was Bob Floyd good, or was it, or do we just love Bob Floyd? That's the question. <laughs> no, uh, Bob Floyd was uh, was was terrible because that's the one where where Mercury is about to move to Germany, 
And oh, it's yeah, that was not, not good. It's no. not good. <laughs> it makes no sense. We're look. We're way off topic. We're way off okay, topic. All right. Well, um, no, it's the topic. We're still talking about Sailor Moon, so we've done worse. <laughs> well, that's true. We, we look. We once accidentally started a Fast and Furious podcast in the middle of this. Uh, Katie, yes, you are your best friend. Yeah, uh, and I hope I'm not alienating any of your other friends when I say this. But your best friend is Jordan Witt, correct? Oh, yes. yes, that's so close. My name. Uh, I, I was gonna say your best friend is Chris Sims, but that's not true. No, I know. I know my place. And now I'm thinking about uh, that picture you sent us the other day when it was the one that's like the two cats. That's like when you introduce your friends and then they become like better friends than they are with you. Yeah, which is exactly what happened with me and you and Jordan. Yeah, it Wit. did, and I feel bad, but yeah. Uh, but you two are you two are best friends. Jordan was on the show as someone who had never seen Sailor Moon before, and. Uh, I, I believe she enjoyed it. I got her the codename Sailor V in manga for Christmas this year. Oh. Uh, you two recently spent uh, quite a bit of time together. You you did some hanging out, and then you were also uh, rooming at Heroes Gone, right? Yes. Did Sailor Moon ever come up? Um, um, no, it really didn't. We have a lot of things to talk about at any given time. You would think that we wouldn't because we agree on literally everything, but we have to catalog all the things we agree on, I guess. And so it just never really comes up. It, the only time we really talked about it was when you guys were doing Usagi's birthday episode and you texted us. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jordan quickly lost interest <laughs> when you were trying to explain the silver crystal. Yeah, well, she, she rolls with it. It's fine. We all have our oh. things. It's true. And our thing... Is Sailor Moon. It is. Oh. All right. So, Katie, since there have been very few Sailor Moon developments, and since we are are just raring to talk about uh, this episode, uh, I think we should go ahead and get to that in a in a few moments. But uh, we have a little bit of Sailor business to take care of first. Oh. Uh, the uh, the second uh, Sailor Business T-shirt club shirts have gone out. So, if you ordered the Kind Hundred Girl Genius shirt. Uh, it should be, uh, you should have it now. I think I've got mine. Jordan, do you have yours? Uh, I think it came, but <laughs> the package said it, it, it is 67 cents short. So it's the post office. Had. <laughs> uh, go to the post office and get your shirt. Jordan. <laughs> that is a heartbreaking story. Yes. Um, uh, I've seen lots of people posting pictures online. Yes. We got quite a few. Everybody is wearing it and studying, which I think is, is great. Uh, the next shirt is available now. It's at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. That's T-E-E-T-O-K-I. Uh, once again, it is designed by uh, Christina Murdaugh, and it is the Yakety Yak Cat from Outer Space uh, Luna shirt. So definitely, if you are a Luna fan, like I know Jordan is, oh yes, definitely head over there and get the third installment of the monthly Sailor Business T-shirt club. It's going to be and that should be going out. On seven fifteen, the week of seven fifteen, which means you could probably order it up through the fourteenth, but probably once uh, August fourteenth, August fourteenth, oh. not July. Oh well, she put July, but that's probably a mistake. Yeah, that says Listen, July. We're all sorry, very busy this summer. Yeah, don't 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 think it's right. It's wrong. Yeah, um, if you go to sailorbusiness.com, uh, you'll see it right up there at the top before you even get to the new episode. There's a link to it. Uh, and according to our own site, it says Yakety Yak Cat from Outer Space is available until August 14th. Yeah, that was uh, I, so I wrote that. I wrote. check that out. Uh, Jordan, do we want to do any any Twitter questions before we uh, get into the episode? Of course we do. Of course we do. Okay. Uh, first of all, we got a tweet like earlier today of someone saying that we should do a Bob Floyd t-shirt. And I am obsessed with this idea. 
Okay, look, we had it. <laughs> we have in the pipeline. I think our next one is going to be uh, Hell Yes Maraud, uh by with art by Shannon Maynor. Uh, but yeah, let's do a Bob Floyd T-shirt for <laughs> we gotta real. Do this. <laughs> like of all the most obscure things that ex- require <laughs> a lot of explanation, if we're wearing this shirt, Bob Floyd is going to be just about the most ridiculous. Of all the things that only we care about. <laughs> Right, right. Love it. Clearly, this t-shirt club is not designed to make us any money. It's just to give us shirts we want. <laughs> Bob Floyd. We need. Uh, actually, you know what? In fact, let me let me put a, a action action call for our listeners. Uh, if you have an idea for a slogan for Bob Floyd on the Bob Floyd t-shirt, Twitter it to us uh, at Sailor Business. Well, you know, like the, on the picture that we have up at sailorbusiness.com for episode 62, there is like uh, kanji on the sign, and I have no idea what any of it says. All right. Uh, well, also tweet us that. <laughs> if you can yeah, read also, what it says on the Bob Floyd post, uh, sign, somebody probably already told us this. Oh, there's a ton there. You're right. Wow. Yeah. There's like someone on the sign, and there's someone on the awning as well. Uh, I right. hope it says, uh, I hope it says ice cream that humans are into. <laughs> Oh, That's God. my suggestion for a slogan. Ice cream that humans are into. Well, anybody uh, beat that. Beat that slogan and tell us what it says for real. All right, so we got some questions. Hey, here's a question. Hey, James wants to know, if Mina slash Ray is a thing, which one of them confessed their love first? What was their first date like? Ooh, now, uh, Katie, do you subscribe to the, uh, the uh, Munico and Ray as a couple? Um, uh, excuse you, I've drawn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Then you're an expert. You can help us with this. Yes. I mean, I have opinions, but if you guys want to go first, I understand. No, no, please. You you first. Okay. Ray is incapable of confessing her love in any way. So <laughs> obviously it would be Mina that just decided that they were going out one day and Ray would just go with it. And she would pretend to be cranky about it, but she would go with it. So like Ray doesn't necessarily think they're dating for a while. Yes. Nice. And where do they go on their first date? Probably some kind of idol show. Oh, Ooh, that's a good idea. Because I mean, that's like, that is the thing they both like. Yeah, that's those are some solid answers. I can't top that. What do you think? I feel like I feel like Mina would just like not say anything until Ray finally cracked. Because I think I think Ray is going to eventually crack if you give her enough time. What do you mean by is crack? She, Really? Oh, and she she will like break down and confess her love. I feel like that will happen. So you think Mina is like flirting and flirting until Ray can't take it anymore? Yes, I think they're spending a lot of time together, and I feel like they're. I I feel like we have like it eventually gets to the point of of Ray going going. No, but I like you. <laughs> she doesn't uh, just spend all her time yelling at her like she does to Serena. Oh, she probably does that too. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, here's another question. Uh, this is actually from. Shannon Maynor. Uh, if Tuxedo Mask had a cap, what would be on its forehead? A rose, a mask, a top hat, the earth? And would it be a bicolor cat that looks like it's got a tuxedo? I hope so. Katie, any thoughts on Tuxedo Mask's cat? Okay, I am all about it being a little tuxedo cat. That is sure. the cutest thing in the world. And I feel like it would definitely... So there's some cats that their markings make it look like they have a little M on their forehead. Ooh. I feel like it would definitely have that and it would stand for mask. Okay, I just uh, googled tuxedo mask cat to see if this exists. <laughs> the first image is a cat dressed as tuxedo mask, and it's pretty great. You guys want to see? Uh, yeah, let's let's see it. Oh my gosh! 
This is real good for the uh, real good for the radio. Guys, guys listening to this on the radio and gals, I'm sorry, folks listening to this on the radio. Google Tuxedo Mask Cat. You'll see it. It's the first result. Uh, I really like this. Uh, it's it's in the first row of results, but it is Tuxedo Mask as a cat and also uh, Princess Serenity as a yes, cat. That's pretty cute. Too. Uh, that's very adorable. Uh, I think I want it to have the earth. <laughs> That's a weird marking for a cat. Yeah, a very weird marking. Yes. But, like, I mean, you uh, know, Luna and Artemis have the moon. They're not from the moon, though, are they? I thought, Luna I think and I Artemis them. are absolutely from the moon. Jordan, where have you been I for the past 80 see. weeks? Oh, my gosh, Chris. You have no business running a Sailor Moon podcast if you think that they are from the moon. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, if Luna and Artemis are from the moon, where are they from? They are from their own planet, the same planet as, oh, gosh, what's her name? not tin mouse it's the other one the other cat one from wait you're you're okay you're getting into some you're getting into some weird stuff she, she's oh i'm sorry like did you think i didn't five. know my sailor moon <laughs> you know she's what Katie, i apologize i apologize you are right are they really not from the moon no 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 they're they really just not. On the moon. that's never... that's bonkers chris what I'll, I'll tell you i'll fill you in uh, i hadn't mentioned it necessarily before but yes a lot of times when we talk about are they cats or people Sometimes people will tweet at us that, yes, they are from a planet of all cats. Yeah. Uh, that has that's, its own Sailor Guardian. ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, I, no, stop. I do not want to hear any of this. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I need to encounter this, this as part of the show. Fine, is Red Butler get from? To it, I'm coming back on because I have to be part of this. Is it, is it okay. in the show? I don't remember if it's actually in the show or if it's just in the manga. Oh, shoot. Maybe no, we'll have know. to have a uh, maybe we'll have to have a, a special manga installment of uh, of Sailor Business because look we have, I don't know if listeners want that but guests certainly want that. <laughs> no, we've gotten a lot of positive tweets. Uh, when, when, again, when Shannon was on uh, two episodes ago, uh, spilling her heart over the demand Usagi scene, a lot of positive response on Twitter for that, which is great. Um, uh-huh. and, and you know, like if you do want that, I know I've recommended it before. But uh, the Love and Justice podcast does do a really great job of breaking down. Uh, they go episode by episode through Crystal and uh, talk about the different versions of those stories. So they do talk about the manga and uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon in the 90s anime as well. Uh, but, you know, because Crystal is so much more condensed than the 90s anime, they skip around a lot more than we do. Uh, so I've been listening to that and I'm trying I'm trying not to learn too much because I know that we eventually <laughs> want to do – well, we do. We eventually want to do Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon on this show uh, once we, we get through all of the, the anime. And presumably, uh, we are going to finish the anime, which I've never seen the last two seasons, three seasons. So I want to encounter a lot of stuff fresh and talk about it on the show. Yeah, but I awesome. cannot believe that Luna and Artemis are not from the fucking moon. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> Their names are Luna and Artemis. <laughs> Maybe that's their maybe that's their like a, a adopted moonized names. They have like other names on their cat planet. Adopted moonized names. By which I was let's like Americanized names. You know, when people from other cultures will come and they'll like take on American names. What is our what is our next question? That's a good that's a good question. Uh let's see. Oh, here we go. Daniel the historian wants to know if you could go back and completely eliminate one person from the show, who would it be? Artemis? Memoru, Chibiusa. Ooh, that's tough. Katie, do you have someone that you'd like to just cut out? 
Wait, does it have to be one of those three? No, it could be anyone. No, it could be oh. anybody in the show. Um, I would eliminate Galaxia, and then everybody would just be happy all the time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like I really just sat down to have a good time tonight, and I feel like you guys are excluding me. <laughs> this talk of characters that I don't know about. <laughs> I was going to explain it, and then you got all. Oh, I want to. I want to reach it naturally. I would like to cut Jordan out of the show. Wow! Brutal. Wow! Baby Jordan from the adopter. Yeah, baby the, Jordan from that from one episode. From that one episode. Sure, that's not a big deal. That's fine. I mean, it's got to be chibi, man. It's got to be chibi. Really? Yeah, listen, I, even though I grow to tolerate and, and enjoy her presence sometimes, I still like the show more without her. I, I, I would be okay with never knowing that they had an annoying baby. I can see that, I guess. I just, because so much of this arc revolves around, like, her being part of it, I have a hard time imagining it without her, you know? Sure. Well, you know what? Here, here you go. Because there's two time travel plots in the anime. From Again, not the, not the manga, but in the anime... They're looking for a rabbit, but they're also going back to collect crystal points to, to slowly and subtly change the future. So you would just say that part. You just say they're going back in time to do that. And that's how Sailor Moon and friends get embroiled in it. There's no rabbit. Gotcha. I think for me, it's it's Memoru. I, think, I, I do not think you lose that. anything. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, man. Why? Is, like, okay. I mean, seriously, though, uh, seriously, though, you know, I, as I said a couple episodes uh, ago, if you if if Artemis wasn't here, what would we lose? <laughs> like, what exactly do we gain by having Artemis around? Memory, of course, would change the entire plot. You lose the miracle romance. Yeah. Uh, but Artemis is just Artemis is is vestigial. Artemis yeah, is no, just no, no, there sure. for no reason. I mean, you could easily say that Sailor V learned on her own, or even that Luna went to her first. If you felt like it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need Artemis really. But but Memoru. <laughs> Seriously though, but Memoru. Because listen, if you cut out Memoru, you also cut out Chibi. So it's we're, we're no, you we don't. lose all of them. You don't. That's her it's that she, you just don't know who the father is, or they do cloning in the future or something. But like all right, that's fine. you only get to eliminate one character. So like uh, another one that another one that I think like you could you could pretty on. easily chop no, it no, up. No, 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 no. I have, ahead, have to talk about Memoru, okay? Yes, please, please. Okay. Defend, this is important. Defend. This is because in a vacuum, yes, he doesn't add a whole lot to the show, but he was the first crush of like 90% of the girls that watch this show. Mm-hmm. So you can't just take him out. He's he's part of it. Is that you get to have that like goofy romance part. Uh okay, but here's my suggestion. Just slide on that over to Matoki, who's much better. Oh. I love Matoki. You're right. It's it would you you'd be much happier if Motoki ditched his college age girlfriend and started dating. <laughs> All right, look, fine. You you, you <laughs> caught me out on that one. <laughs> you definitely you made me regret that statement. <laughs> the the one other that I can think of, and, and again, it's it, this isn't a matter of dislike, but just that you know she doesn't really add anything to the anime. Uh, is Queen Battalia? Yeah. Like, why point. is there why is there another second super queen? Behind yeah. the uh, first super queen that we have in the first season, that one I agree with. Uh, and again, uh, that's you can tell I've been binging on Love and Justice, but they actually do a really good job uh, talking about uh, the relationship between Metalia and Beryl. Although I'm pretty sure they're talking about it in the context of Pretty Guardian, so they they make a good case for her, I think. But yeah, I feel like in this show, 
Like she just complicates things. All right. Yeah. How about how about one more question and then we'll get into the episode? Uh, absolutely. Because Usagi's pink coat is so large, asks Crystal Dennis. Do you think it's something Memoru left over at her house and it's really his? <laughs> this is the this is the pink coat that makes Usagi look like a bell. Yes. <laughs> like the, the, the giant pink winter coat that she occasionally wears. It look, it absolutely fits in with his fashion sense. <laughs> no, it's just that you you like you wear big coats. Big coats are cool. Is there any character in television history who has fashion sense that is as all over the map as Darian Mamoru Chiba and Demian Shields. Did you ever watch the league? Uh, I have watched the league. Andre. Oh yeah. But but I think that's on like, I don't think well, yes, that's on purpose. You can't accidentally no. dress crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's supposed to be like, that's supposed to be like, Oh, you know, Andre is kind of a douchebag. Oh, like, okay. I, I don't see. think they're trying to say anything about Mamoru. They're just like, <laughs> kind of weirdly drawing bizarre clothes on him all the time. Well, okay, but he is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like, absolutely true. He's the Andre of this show. You know what, Chris? I propose that if you went back and watched live-action 90s shows, you would see ridiculous stuff like that. Like, I bet you if, you, if we watched, like, Step by Step or something, we'd be going, okay, those outfits are a little... So, Katie, you think that Tuxedo Mask is the uh, the Andre of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Jordan, you think he's the Cody. Yes, the Cody, exactly. Didn't he live out in a van? Why do I know so much about the show? Oh, I'm not. I don't want to remember that show. Shout out to all our listeners who are not in their 30s. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, we're not doing a, a step-by-step business, whatever, whatever anyone wants. Yeah, it's called episode by episode. Uh, no, it's not happening. All right, that's enough. Uh, that's enough questions. If you want to send us questions, uh, you can. Uh, you can email them to us at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com or send them to us at sailorbusiness on Twitter. Uh, but for now, it is time to talk about Sailor Moon episode eighty-five, the Dark Queen, Birth of Black Lady. Uh, Jordan, yeah, should I put on my producer hat? Oh, right, that I can't believe I forgot. Yes, you absolutely should. Yeah, see, that, that's we, we do your bit now because my vi- my bit was voted out. <laughs> well, listen again, my my bit will vote itself out very soon. We don't have very many episodes <laughs> left. All right, let's see. Um, sh- surely the th- th- this is where I attempt to guess the the '90s uh, anime title of the episode without looking. Surely it has to say something about Wicked Lady, right? Yep. Okay, so is it like Wicked Lady appears? Try less hard. Wicked Lady. <laughs> A little harder than that. Wicked Lady's here. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Wicked Lady. No, I'll give you one more chance. And let me let me emphasize this. Don't get creative. First appearance of Wicked Lady? <laughs> You're so close, Chris. What is it? Birth of Wicked Lady. Oh, oh so it's like very yeah. close to the Japanese title. Exactly. They yeah. actually well, just kept half of it, yeah. Back in the 90s, they actually cut in a whole birth scene. They animated it and everything. No. <laughs> Katie. Um, well, That's I'm not I'm talking. talking. They needed to replace uh, all of the, the lingering butt shots, like the, like the one that launches this entire episode. 
Oh my god. Okay, so I was gonna wait until we got to it in the episode, but if you want to talk about it here, we can talk about it here. No, let's talk about it here because it's literally the first shot of the episode is her growing butt. Yeah. So Jordan, can you hit me with the background music for the recap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Have um have um we'll have we'll have JJ edited it. Go. So yeah, the first thing you see after the end of the opening credits is this transformation scene that we're going to get later in the episode, uh, which is literally uh, Chibiusa changing into uh, Black Lady and is bonkers because it's literally her her like it's it's accelerated puberty is what it is. It's she goes through puberty in three seconds. Uh, it's. No, but bananas. not only does she go through puberty again in the in the extended version that you get to in the episode. There's a few other body parts, but the recap music goes: check out her butt, check out her boobs. They're both growing. What? That is exactly. It, it's just it's just her butt and just her boobs, and then you see <laughs> uh, Wicked Lady uh, in, in in her full form, which is. A, it's a weird way to open an episode. Especially with the, the da, 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 da music. Yes. The dialogue is over this scene of Chibius's body becoming adult is petite and cute Chibiusa changed. <laughs> <laughs> that is some Frank Miller shit. Oh, God. So wait, now, now, now we need the fan art of... Uh... Of Dark Lady dancing like Nancy, right? Nope. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't, Jordan. We don't need that at all. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. So then we start the real episode with this very amazing and important cold open of the scouts and Tuxedo Mask running around in the future going, Did you find her? No? All right. Keep looking. The end. Yeah, as we mentioned in the previous episode, uh, these five superheroes, well, six superheroes, two cats, and one king from the future were just like, yeah, yeah, go go play in the bombed out ruins of the future, five-year-old. Yeah. Uh, and now they, they just, have just realized that uh, Chibius is gone. Yeah, if you had been stuck with her for 90 years like that, you would do that also. Well, that's right. Don't forget, Luna Ball is also there looking and nods when everyone is questioned. <laughs> Yes. The Luna Ball is like, yes. <laughs> the Luna Ball, which is going to uh, play a big role in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we cut to Wise Man, and we find out that he has kidnapped Chibiusa and is holding her not quite upside down. <laughs> Just like like a, what, what is that, like a like a 45 degree angle? She's like, she's pointing to like, uh, you know, 10 o'clock. Yeah, her feet are at 10. <laughs> her head's at 5. <laughs> Uh, just floating in the air. And what Wise Man wants is to make Chibiusa embrace the hate. Turn to the dark side, if you will. So he is going to like go through her memories and talk about all the times that her parents, that the Sailor Guardians, didn't care about her. So is he... So, like, I mean, again, so I wrote down Quantum Leap Swiss Cheese memory because, like, basically she just has, like, only some memories. He's just, like, poking holes in her memories, making her not remember stuff? I don't think he's making her not remember stuff as much as he's, ma- like, selectively emphasizing what she does and does not remember. Like, Katie, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, when I was watching it, I kind of thought 
oh, this is just a really big plot hole. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think that he's just saying, oh, do you remember when this terrible thing happened? Wasn't that so terrible of them? And the like stuff you find out later, he just doesn't mention and he gets her so worked up and upset that she forgets it. I think, I think that might be the case. Cause again, you know, she is a kid and, and kids memories are kids memories, you know? That's true. Yeah. Well, I also, have, well, I have a secret theory, but we'll get to that later. Oh, okay. A secret theory. Uh, like a you're not going to tell them. Well, no, I'll get, we'll okay. get there. We'll get there. I don't want to spoil it. So her first right, so, memory yes. that he identifies is, <laughs> wait, no, but okay. It is her and her parents running through the rain. And she starts, well, walking through the rain, and she starts running, and her parents are like, don't run, idiot. Uh, <laughs> even though there's a f- cute frog that you want to catch. And she slips and falls face plant on, on the wet pavement. Like, literally slides on her face. Like, if this were a real-life situation, I'd be worried her face got scraped off. Um, she looks up at them, and they're just like, I told you. <laughs> And then she starts to cry, and she's like, Dad, help me up. And he's like, get up yourself, you lazy idiot. <laughs> I feel like you're editorializing a lot in yeah. your version of this story. No, he is not. I'm enunciating what the feeling that's trying to be generated is. And then uh, she, oh, she also says, I hate you, Mommy, before she asks Daddy to help pick her up. Um, because he, he literally is like, get a grip on yourself. Or get up yourself, or something like that. And she's like, oh, and it's so big of a deal. And then again, Wise Man's like, see, they never loved you. They always thought you were a, a fucking idiot. I gotta say, like, <laughs> I I buy this from Endymion. I totally buy this from Mamoru. But you can't tell me Usagi Skino is gonna be like, that's what happens when you don't listen. Stop crying. It's like, no, no. Well, she's been doing this for 900 years. No, that's I have <laughs> denied that fact. That is not canonical for sailor business. Uh, by the way, when when Memoru says "get up yourself," Chibiusa gets a reaction shot like someone just you know revealed their darkest secret. She gets a zoom in with speed lines. Well, see, that's why I was like double making it worse because I feel like that's they're they're playing it like he called her a fucking idiot. So uh, back to wise man swirling that energy. Uh, Hey, Katie, let me ask you. We talked about it on last week's episode of the show, but have you ever heard the fan theory that uh, that Wise Man is Jedi? No. Okay, do you think that makes any sense? D- did I make it up? Is this might. just me? I think you might have. Oh, I'm trying to remember what happened to Jedi. Eternal Jedi sleep. was put in eternal sleep by Queen Beryl. I'm Googling huh. Wise Man Jedi. I'm not seeing much. I think there's a case for it. Well, I think that's that's my new pet theory. Uh, uh, an actor played the voice of both of them. Oh, see, see, here we go. <laughs> Fan theory. Boom. Give me a cracked article on this. The only thing I can think of now, though, is that because I watched the um, dubbed episode this time mm-hmm. and the entire time I was watching it, it just sounded to me like wise man was someone talking through one of those like voice changers that kidnappers use it's just like jedi with one of those things like oh i'm gonna get do you think this episode would be better if jedi was like using a t-pain microphone yes i do okay i think it would be world (laughs) fire wait wise man or jedi wise man man. or you know like everyone i mean queen barrel 
I'm Alan convinced Alan? that they're the same now. You could probably yeah. just put a filter over the entire show if you really want. Oh, maybe we should do that. <laughs> you should do that. You you pull the clips for the episodes, right? I don't know. I don't know how to do an auto tune clip. So our second flashback, and this is the important one. This is the big one. I like the first uh, one better. I like the first. Like, well, the first one's very realistic to raising a child because you yeah. do like. You know, you are going to be like, if, if you have a kid, eventually you're going to be like, yeah, that's why we told you not to run. Like, you have to learn these things. Because this one is this really one, dumb. This one's great and oh. so dumb and so petty, and I love it. So it's Chibiusa's birthday. Her parents aren't there. Apparently everyone has forgotten that it's her birthday, including uh, her mom, who shares a birthday with her. Well, technically, we don't know if she forgot. We just know she, she she's not there. And I don't mean she's not there, like, in the room. She's not in the kingdom. Like, we don't know. Yeah, she's they're, on, they're, they're off on official Runs business. An entire galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And her daughter has had hundreds of birthdays. Like No, only five. <laughs> only five. I, only five. I, hmm. TK, I don't know if you listen to the episodes of the show that you're not on. I do not believe that Chibiusa is 900 years old. He has banned that fact. I have banned that fact from the show. You're a young Chibiusa-er. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Chibiusa truther. Show me the birth certificate. There you go. There you go. When the uh, other Sailor Guardians are like, oh, maybe we can celebrate your birthday. No, uh, no. They don't yeah, say no, that. Only well, one of them says that. Yeah, one of them says, Sailor Mars says that, and Sailor Jupiter puts her hand over her mouth. Yeah, basically slaps her. Yeah, Makoto comes in and shuts that down, and then all the scouts are like, later Chibiusa, or, or I guess they go, later small lady, and uh, then Chibiusa right. believes that they have forgotten her birthday, will not celebrate her, and hate her because of it. Well, sounds true to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course it sounds true to you. That I mean, is how you feel. Listen. If if anything, if there was any more to the story, she'd remember it, and there would be no way for Wise Man to trick her. It's so. true. I guess I should say this is how you used to feel before Chibiusa became your favorite character. Oh, you! I just said I want her out of the show forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a lie. Uh, no. So Chibiusa starts spinning in space and getting uh, visions of uh, the Sailor Guardians and Prince or, or Neo Queen Serenity and and King Endymion. Uh, and there's a great uh, shot of uh, Neo Queen Serenity with her, you know, her butterfly wings and all just like side eyeing the camera from within a black hole. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, Wiseman has photoshopped all of these images that he's showing of the scouts to make them all like angry and evil. Yes, very much so. So Chibiusa is consumed with hatred and loneliness and all of the other negative emotions. Uh, the gloom of darkness, uh, because she possesses a hateful mind. And he tells her to loathe this world, doesn't he? Yes, uh, and he tells her to destroy the world. And then, using that, he's been swirling that energy for a long time, and he uh, shoots it out onto Chibiusa. And this is where we get the actual scene of Chibiusa's metamorphosis. Her hands grow, and her feet grow, and by the way, her butt grows. And her boobs grow. And her hair grows. The end. Listen, I'm going to be real with you guys right now. Please. When you are in the sixth grade and writing emo poetry, the idea that getting really angry at the world can make you super hot in an instant (laughs) is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Oh, man. 
I was <laughs> about this scene. You were like, my yeah, anger I mean, is going to fill me and make me the, the like, uh, oh, like that scene in the Lord of the Rings, right? Where, uh, what's her name talks about, she would take the ring and become a beautiful evil queen and rule everything. Yes. It was Yeah, whatever, like, nerd. I oh, hated yeah, Thanks. I hated Chibi Issa, but I loved Wicked Lady. I was like, yes, uh, this is this is what's going to happen. Aside from the very male gaziness of of, of watching her her butt and and boobs grow, I do like the scene, and I love the reveal of a Wicked Lady because Wicked Lady, I think, it, well, I guess Black Lady in the Japanese version uh, changed for obvious reasons to <laughs> Wicked Lady in the '90s dub. I love her design; like, I love the dress she's wearing. Uh, I love that she still has the kind of, you know, pointier rabbit ear odongos, but the long, long hair. Because uh, she looks, you know, she looks older and and more grown up than Sailor Moon. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Which I think is really cool. And her outfit doesn't, you know, her outfit is really not not quite like a, a negative, but it's very much the evil version of Neo-Queen Serenity's dress. Like, she doesn't have the... The butterfly wings, but she does have that gauzy pink, uh, what is that, a shawl or a scarf that she has? Yeah, it's uh, a scarf. Let's call it a scarf. I really love Wicked Lady's design a lot. I think she looks awesome. I mean, listen, again, sixth grade me would totally agree with you, but that is because it looks like she bought that dress at the Hot Topic, and that's mm-hmm. the only place I shopped. Mm-hmm. I love that dress. Do you no, not like that dress? I, I love that dress, but it is very 90s Hot Topic. It is very nice. I mean, it's even got the kind of, like, it's got, like, like mesh over spaghetti straps. Yeah. And oh, they should like have called a, her Goth Lady. That would be great. Oh, Goth Lady would be good. That would have been amazing. Birth of Goth Lady. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's very hot topic. She has the uh, the jeweled uh, cuffs and collar yeah. on. Uh, and she also gets the, the she gets the, the Dark Kingdom signifiers, which yep. she gets the inverted crescent moon on her forehead. And she also gets the Dark Kingdom earrings yep. that everybody wears. The family mm-hmm. earrings. Uh, so then so, they teleport uh, her over to Diamond, and they're like, check it out. And he's like, yeah, this is Rabbit. And, and he's like, Rabbit? What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's baffled by this. He, 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 uh, thankfully, he doesn't try to like uh, fall in love with her or anything like that. Yeah, he goes, he goes, Rabbit? And she goes, I'm Black Lady. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. And I, and I have to say... um. I don't know if it's as obvious in the Japanese audio because, you know, I don't speak Japanese. But in the uh, new dub that's on the on the DVDs and that's available on Hulu, the same voice actress obviously does Chibiusa and Black Lady. And so it's very and it's very obvious that it's the same actress and the same voice, just not, you know, squeaky little kid right. voice. So it's right. a really, really cool effect. Uh, they did a really good job with the voices for uh, for this episode. It's definitely a different person in the deep dub. So Wise Man says, dude, you and Black Lady go back in time and, like, remember when we had plans? I, whatever. Just go back there and just blow things up or something. No particular thing. Just go do something. Bye. <laughs> and he does. And he's like, finally, I'm going to go kick some ass. And then, of course, uh, everybody's favorite wet blanket shows up. Yeah, every, Saphir shows up and it's like, hey, uh, do you remember how this plan's stupid? Do you remember how you're stupid and he's stupid and this whole thing is stupid? Because I do. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, dude, Ezra died because of Wise Man. And he's like, no, that's 
you're, you're interpreting it wrong, probably. So I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and he bails. Listen, he has a sensitive soul. That's true. That's why, that's why uh, Esmeralda loved him, I'm sure. That's why other young teens that will remain unnamed also loved him. <laughs> other young teens besides Esmeralda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay. Are we get, are we at the part where they go, they're back in time now? No, no, they're still, I, they, so then they talk a lot about, oh, the sailor guardians screw everything up. And you know, yeah. we have, so that's why we have to go back in time and, and fight them. That's the, really the only option. Yeah. And so uh, then all of this is told to the scouts by Sailor Pluto, who shows up. <laughs> this is my favorite uh, part. Sailor Pluto shows up and she's like, hey, everybody, um, uh, Demand and Wicked Lady, they went back in time. And nobody no, goes, no, hey, Sailor say Wicked Pluto. Lady. She doesn't say Wicked Lady. No, she doesn't. She says Chibiusa. Yeah. I guess she says Small Lady. Yeah. yeah. Nobody says, hey, Pluto, you have one job. <laughs> You have one thing to do that is your entire reason for existing. It is to stop people from going back and forth in time. Would you like to explain how they just slipped by and they're just showing up and being like, hey, y'all, uh, they went back in time. Heads up. Like, hey, hey, do your job. Say with Pluto. Not only that, though, but also she's like, yeah, something seemed different about small lady. <laughs> Slightly. She was, she was three times as tall. Yeah. Uh, like maybe her voice was a little different or something. Something was off. But like, definitely noticed a, a different butt situation. Going yeah, on. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they jump through the door of time. I've decided that the way that time works is that time is, uh, or at least in, in the corridors of time, there is a very, very strong wind blowing from the future to the past at all times. <laughs> Because in order to get to the future, they had to walk really hard against it. But going back to the past, they literally just jump and fly. They just glide on I the hate, I hate how time travel works on this show. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate it's it. It's the worst. Well, listen, the Guardian of Time has been phoning it in for millennia, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so, and while they are flying back in time, uh, you get, you get a, uh, a voiceover of them going, Hey, speaking of which, what? Why does the Earth get destroyed? What's up with that? And there, and she's like, uh, you know what? I guess I should do my job. I, I can't tell you that because that would ruin. You know who time. doesn't get a line? You know who is completely unbothered by all of this? Who? King Endymion. Oh King yeah, Endymion, the ghost. Yeah, whose daughter just became evil and went back in time to destroy the world. Not bothered. Ah. I, that's at the point at which I wrote, we're already halfway through because I had like two notes. Because <laughs> I was like, nothing is happening in this episode. Now we get back in time and thank everything that is good. Because again, basically I feel like all the time that we spent in the future was boring and awful and terrible. Here is the actual dialogue that I love. They don't, they don't go, oh, like, hey, we're back in the present. They go... We're back in the Juban district. Yep. You're right. The moon's lovely. <laughs> That's one of the primary features of the Juban district is the loveliness. Look, I would believe it. And I would believe it. Don't forget. Yes. So we're back from the future and hopefully we'll never go there again. Let's hope. 
So uh, they're back in present-day Tokyo. Uh, she's hugging, uh, Sailor Moon is hugging the Luna Ball because she's so sad about what's going on. Unfortunately, they don't really get back to like their lives. They just kind of show up and we cut to Wicked Lady and Demand starting their plan. And this is where I was kind of like, I mean, I guess I understand why Demand was like, yeah, finally, let's do this because he didn't get to do anything. But he literally just shows up back in time and is like, let me just take my earring out, bada bang, bada bang. Giant crystal. <laughs> what? Yeah, those earrings that everyone has. <laughs> yeah. Like, do, does that mean anyone could do it? And then, granted, Wicked Lady throws in some energy, which presumably is way more powerful than anybody else would have been. But, again, I'm just sort of like, what is this plan? The plan is just grow a giant thing. Uh, okay. Is that the same crystal that they have at the end of time? I don't I mean, think so, but because that doesn't make a ton of sense. But Yeah, I thought it was. But, the, but how can it be? Because they're going to get rid of it, aren't they? Well, but I thought that there was, there's like one in the future and one in the past, and they're going to like suck them together. Oh, are they going to like collapse space-time? Yeah, I think that that's nice. the plan. That's a way cooler plan than I thought they had, so I like <laughs> that. Listen, nothing about what the Black Moon Clan does in this show has made any sense <laughs> for the past 30 episodes. And it's not about to start to. Yeah, like 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 crystal points didn't make any sense. Dark hinges didn't make any sense. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, obviously, with a gigantic black crystal erupting through the streets of Tokyo, uh, the Sailor Scouts are going to see that. So they run up, and in a swirl of goth clothes, Wicked Lady appears, and Sailor Moon realizes that she's Wicked Lady immediately, which is very surprising. Or realizes that it's Chibiusa. I guess. Did she? No, she didn't. Yeah, she goes, you're... And, uh, and Black Lady goes, oh yeah, Wise Man gave me a new life. What's up, y'all? I think you're giving Sailor Moon a lot of credit. Yeah. I always give Sailor Moon a lot of credit. She's probably going to say, you're flying. <laughs> you're stealing my hairstyle. Yes, something like that. Because, I, and the only reason I say that is because it, it seems like they... I, they they only really understand that it's Chibi when the Luna Ball flies up to her and goes, oh, are we evil now? Oh, yeah. cool. I'm evil. I'm evil now. I am genuinely surprised that in the 90s dub, uh, she did not say, oh, you're stealing my hairstyle when, uh, when Wicked Lady appeared. She probably should have. Now, I want to talk about there? this Luna, Luna Ball turning evil part. Not just because, well, no, actually for lots of reasons. Let's start with the fact that I thought we learned that the Luna Ball was like a conduit to Sailor Pluto. I also thought that. <laughs> because is Sailor Pluto going, oh, fuck those other scouts. <laughs> if this is my chance to sell out, I'm doing it. Or maybe she was working with the bad guys the whole time. To be fair, she let them time travel whenever they want. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like Sailor Pluto seems very laissez-faire about everything. Maybe that's the secret. She's actually on the bad guy's side the whole time. She's like a plant. She's their inside lady. Well, I mean, she's in love with Endymion, right? What? Oh, you guys Sailor know Pluto that? is? Yeah, Pluto's super in love with Endymion. What? Yeah, so Why? the more trouble she starts, like, the more she gets to see him. Wow. All right. Then this, that's what's going on. You just Katie, are you messing with me right now? No, I'm, I'm really not. Like, that's like a whole thing is that she's, like, I mean, crazy about him. I, it must be another manga thing because so far in the show she has no personality. Yeah, well, now that you guys are calling me on it, I can't remember where I got that from. But that's like a thing that I know. Sure, sure, sure. 
no, no, I believe you. Because it sounds more plausible than they installed a birthing sequence. Uh, <laughs> I want to so, say that that's how, like, that's how the Silver Millennium got destroyed. Wh- okay, now What's you're the... thinking of Camelot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, continue. So, uh, well, wait, no, wait. So there's more lady. about this. No, 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 there's more about this. There's more about this. Because, because Okay, fine. You do it then, Jordan. <laughs> no, I don't want you to move ahead. I'm saying I still want to talk about the Luna Ball turning evil. But no, but the other thing I wanted to say about the Luna Ball turning evil is that she's like, oh, Luna Ball, I remember you from when I was little. And that made me go, oh, I really wish they had done this, like, Kang style, where she actually has grown up 20 years, like, away from them. Oh, yeah. Like, like where, where Wiseman is like, come with me, and, like, raised her for 20 years to be evil. Right. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been really and good. She, and then she would never go back to being an annoying kid, and that would be even better. <laughs> My favorite thing about it is that when Chibiusa hugs the Lunapi, uh, the crescent moon on the Lunapi's head turns upside down and turns black oh, yeah. to show that the Lunapi is now evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand anything that happens in this show. It turns out the Luna P is just like her flying personal assistant computer. And if, if she's like, yeah, now we like to hurt people. It's like, cool, hurt people, got it. Is that your Luna P voice? Yep, turns out. That's a good uh, robot voice, really. Uh, I am a great. robot. Thank you very much. That's very stereotypical, and I expected <laughs> better of you. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Robots are people, too. Wicked lady, black lady... Uh, I think I'm just going to call her Wicked Lady, because I like that name better, I think. Yeah, what do you, what, it's easier what do you to say. Wicked Lady is maybe less bad. <laughs> maybe less bad. That's a good episode title. <laughs> so in order to prove that she has turned evil, uh, Wicked Lady uh, bounces the Lunapi off the ground. And I actually really like this, too, because, you know, Chibiusa, when she used the Lunapi, would kind of dribble it like a basketball. Uh, Wicked Lady just spikes that thing on the ground as hard as she can. Uh, and much like Chibiusa, she turns it into an umbrella, but she doesn't use it to hypnotize anyone. She turns it into a thing that shoots out black rings of energy at the scouts and Tuxedo Mask and the cats, who are just obligingly standing there. Oh, but but you're—I mean, yes, because they're in shock. But you're you're actually—don't sell this umbrella short. It does mm-hmm. way more than shoot— Black rings. This is. Oh, no, it has multiple functions. This is the umbrella that the penguin dreams of. (laughs) Like, because it does those. And then uh, what's the next one it does? Is it spikes or is that that later? Uh, No, I think think it shoots out the energy for a couple times. And then I think it starts shooting out spikes that are as long as the umbrella itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. What do you think the guy who has to clean up this park thinks every, like, Wednesday morning when he comes in? And he's like, oh, great. Now there's just like two foot black spikes sticking out of the uh, sticking out of the concrete. This is great. This is perfect. <laughs> I mean, they know about they know about Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts, so they know there are superheroes, basically. Also, I think right now the, the Parks Department is more concerned with the giant crystal mountain that grew. That's not in a park. That's on a street. Yeah, no, that's, but like, that's transit's problem. Uh, yeah, but I bet you it, it goes into the sidewalk where there are trees and they have to take care of it. Still not a park. Do you think every sidewalk is a park, Jordan? Uh, no, no, but I think I think the trees are, are under the, the park department's jurisdiction. Am I wrong? I, I think the trees that like they Someone grow on... Someone write in and let us know. You know I think that sounds like a very New York Japanese thing. Japanese municipal law. 
No, not not Japanese, but I think that was the case in uh, well in in uh, in, w- w- in Greenwich, where my father, my my grandfather, I should say, uh, used to work for the town. I believe he was part of the parks department and would have to. And maybe I'm wrong. It would have when like trees would fall down in the road and stuff. He would have to go help clean them up. I mean, from mm. my extensive study, which is watching every episode of Parks and Rec, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that that's untrue. Okay, I like because... how you put the emphasis on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Leslie Nope never had to deal with a tree falling or a black crystal in the middle of Pawnee is all I'm well, saying. She, well, she's the desk. She's the desk part of it. He was more on. Katie, taking did you just write some uh, crossover fan fiction? Yeah. Where Leslie Nope has to deal with a, a black crystal with a dark hinge. Listen, if you don't think that Leslie Nope would put her hair up in Odongo's just to take care of some shit, then I don't know what shows you've been watching, but it's not Sailor Moon and Parks and Rec. No, I fully agree with you. The umbrella turns so into anyway, a drill. Turns into a drill. Yeah. We get some drill umbrella. We get some spikes. We get all kinds of good stuff. Then, then <laughs> uh, they're trying to they'd be like, no, 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 uh, wicked lady. Your your parents loved you very much, uh, but she's she's not having any of it. And so Tuxedo Mask uh, shows up and starts talking fucking nonsense. He says, even the prettiest flower will wilt when infected with poisonous energy. That's not a saying. <laughs> that's no. that's like something that's almost literally applicable to what you are currently experiencing. It's also like it sounds sort of like he's advocating for killing, right? <laughs> yeah, time to prune this flower. Right? Isn't that sort of what that metaphor would lead to? Come on, Sailor Moon, we can make another one. <laughs> we'll do better on the second try. <laughs> my my question is, where the hell would has Tuxedo Mask been? He was with them when the giant thing yeah, erupted. Was he just like, "You guys go ahead. I'll show up when I'm needed. I'd rather skulk around the corners and come in." Later. He had to go like brood in silence and decide how he felt about his future daughter's future. Sure, sure. And then show up in time to say, "I've thought about it. I think we should just call it on this one." <laughs> I think he had to go home and restock roses. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, he was in the future. There's no roses in the future. Yeah, no, no rose bushes in the future. He had to go home and and, and pluck a couple real quick. Uh, and then one of my favorite scenes of the episode: Wicked Lady just fucking chucks the Luna Pea at his head. She doesn't turn it into anything. She just throws it at his face, and he just kind of moves to the side and keeps talking. Which is such a, like, it's that perfect tuxedo mask Venn diagram overlap of cool guy and dick move. (laughs) I love it. It's great. He he tells her, why don't you, uh, why don't you heal her? And she's like, oh. Use use the silver crystal. Gotcha, gotcha. Use that thing that you have. And she says, please refresh. (laughs) And she tries doing moon healing. And guess what? It works. She starts remembering She's like, remember, your mom and dad were kind to you. And she's like, what are you talking about? How can that be true? Well, remember back when she had been forgotten on her birthday? Well, the next day, she was running down a hallway being like, I'm still upset because I've been miserable for 24 hours thinking that everyone has forgotten my birthday. Because technically, my birthday has come and gone and no one has celebrated it. And she runs angrily into a room. And there's everybody celebrating her birthday. Uh, they, they fire off noisemakers. They have a they have a cake with candles lit, and they're like, "We were just like we were just pretending that we missed your birthday. I mean, we did physically miss your birthday. <laughs> we weren't here, 
But we're here now, and we're celebrating now. Happy birthday. It's so awesome. Cake with rabbits on it. Best wishes. It's all great. Sorry we were See, late. Jordan, you say that everybody's in there celebrating her birthday. I think everybody's in there uh, having an unrelated party. For Yusagi's uh, birthday. Or for Queen, yeah. Queen Yusagi's birthday. For, for Neo Queen Serenity's birthday. And then when Chibi is about sin, it's like, oh, right. Yeah, hey, happy birthday. Surprise. Surprise. We don't blow out those candles. They're for the kid now. Oh, yeah, on. we got to look. The kid's got to have candles. It's <laughs> it's a thing. It's going to be a whole thing. And so she's like, oh, shit. My parents did remember my birthday. And I forgot the important giant ending to the story that I was thinking of the beginning of before. Because I'm stupid. Because I'm really, really dumb. Wow. That's crazy. Maybe I'll turn back into a good guy now. And she starts turning back into a good guy and a child. And then Wise Man shows up and is like, I'm calling bullshit on this. (laughs) Am I right? I will say, that fake out gets me every time. You thought she was going to be healed? You were like, oh, only one episode? Every single time I see that episode, I'm like man, I really remembered Wicked Lady lasting longer than this. And then then Wise Man shows up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Now, well, you're just like Chibiusa. Right, right, right. Yeah. You forget forget the ending of the story. The second part of the story. (laughs) A 900-year-old infant moron. No. No. Um, So, yeah, uh, Wise Man goes, hey, hey, what are you doing? Don't forget, your parents are assholes. Don't. Don't start thinking about that hallucinating or that fantasy you hallucinated when you were miserable and they forgot your birthday and you were like, if only I could imagine that they were having a birthday party for me, then I'd be happy. Don't, but don't believe that shit. That shit is bullshit. And here's where don't my... Don't believe that shit. That shit is bullshit. Not the name of the episode, I don't think. Um, <laughs> uh, so now here's where, my, here's where my conspiracy theory comes in. Because Sailor Moon is like, don't listen to him. It's all, all your memories were true. And I'm like, wait, how the hell do you know? That wasn't you. That's you from the future. If anything, you don't remember that. And you don't even know what she's been standing there thinking about. Like, unless she's been, unless she's been saying it all out loud. And then I walked in. Oh, she's room. clearly been narrating it. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Fine. She has to have been narrating Even it. if she has been narrating it, Sailor Moon was not there. That was future Sailor Moon. Or... Maybe it really was a hallucination. I don't know, man. This is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it's not a hallucination. The only person who was physically present at this thing was Chibi, and she's saying it's a hallucination now. So that's that's got to be the all the evidence points to it. See, now I'm kind of angry, though, because <laughs> now that you've pointed out that Chibiusa and Usagi have the same birthday, why wouldn't Wise Man just be like, no, they were just celebrating your mom's birthday? <laughs> Yeah, it said happy birthday, you saw... No, because it says best wishes, small lady, on the cake, apparently. Uh, I don't know. They probably wrote that in real quick. Oh, real fast. That's a Sharpie. They're like, no, 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 don't eat that part. (laughs) Or like, you know, Usagi had been on a diet, and they were like, good job, girl, you got this. (laughs) Oh, small lady? Nice. Nice. No, you're right. That would be a much better thing. But then, again, we see. We see... The hallucination fade away and reveal that it was just an empty room the entire time. So I'm just saying, it's got to be true. I feel like conspiracy theory is the wrong word for this. (laughs) There was no conspiracy. You're right. It's the opposite of a conspiracy theory. It's a de-conspiracy theory. No one was working together to celebrate her birthday. It was a lone person, just her. 
Okay, so it doesn't work. Chibiusa uh, <laughs> turns back into Wicked Lady. Oh, also, uh, also, that reminds me of the. I don't know if you know the Flight of the Concords, the song "Hurt Feelings." Uh, the day yes. after my birthday is not my birthday, Mom. Chibiusa turns back into Wicked Lady. Uh, the evil dark crystal continues to grow again in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Demand is like standing on a street light, looking all cool on top of a street light. Sure. Uh, very dramatic. And then he and uh, Wicked Lady and Wise Man all just like peace out. And we will be back for another uh, another attack on the past next week. Uh, and Usagi's like, what do I have to do to turn her back into Chibiusa? It's like, I don't know, maybe just let her. Just let, maybe just leave this one. She should just Bill and Ted it. <laughs> See, that's what she should have done. She should have said, listen, Wicked Lady, you're saying that I forgot your birthday. All right. Maybe that's true. But now... Me in the past, I promise I will never forget your birthday. I'll make sure every birthday I'm there. So now we're going to take care of it. Bill and Ted that style. would require the time travel in this show to obey any kind of <laughs> laws or rules or any sort of time travel logic whatsoever. Which it does not ever. You're right. Which, again, also, it's also her birthday. <laughs> yes, it is. It's her yeah. own birthday. Why wouldn't they, like, party before her birthday if they no, knew but, they were going to be away on Moon State business? Well, actually... Maybe they didn't know. No, but you know what? This brings up another thing. Again, which I sort of alluded to when I was narrating her, her quote-unquote, happy version of the memory. They're still assholes. Even in the good version of this memory, they are assholes. Because they literally went to her on her birthday and were like, oh, no one's celebrating your birthday. That's right. No one is celebrating your birthday. Suffer, child. Goodbye. And turned around and left. And she just thought that everyone hated her for 24 hours. Yeah. They absolutely should have been like, yeah, your parents aren't here, but let's like, let's do a little celebration. Let's watch your favorite fucking movie or something. Like, (laughs) something. See, to be fair, in my family, that's exactly what they would do. Say fuck you. Yeah, if you want something to be a surprise, you make it as bad as possible to Jesus begin with Christ. so that the prize is that much better. Well, then they should have celebrated on her next birthday and been like, surprise, this is for last year. We just wanted you to be really miserable for a full year. I really, like, okay, I really feel like when Mars is like, well, why don't we just celebrate your birthday? And Jupiter, like, puts her hand over her mouth. Like, this is on Jupiter. This is on Makoto. Uh, <laughs> wow. Because, like, no, like... At that point, you should just be like, yeah, well, you know, let's go get a hamburger. Exactly. You, you're exactly right, right Jordan. Let's, it's like, yeah, let's, let's watch your favorite movie. Let's do something because this five-year-old doesn't <laughs> understand the concept of a surprise party when it happens the next day. Or just tell her, like, hey, your parents are going to be back tomorrow and maybe you can do something fun then. Yeah. like, well, But like, today, we're going to go, like, hang out. When I've had a surprise party for me or when I threw one for my wife... It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I forgot it was her birthday and I don't really give a shit that it is. It was more like, oh, our friends are busy, but we'll see them another day. And like for now, it'll just be you and me. And then surprise, it's really everybody or something like that. Like we, I'm not just like, let me just really make her suffer for a day. That'll be the best thing. Um, yeah, like, your family really does that? Okay. Do you really want to know what happened at my, my one surprise birthday I ever had? Yes. But yes. first, I want to know how old you were because I'm scared to find out. Oh, I think I was turning maybe 
nine or 10. Oh my God. Okay. Let's hear it. So first my parents told me that we couldn't afford to have a big birthday party that year. Um, it was just too much money, but I could have one friend come spend the night. So I picked my friend. It was this girl that lived in my neighborhood. And then my mom called her mom and was like, Hey, I'm late getting home from work. Can you have the girls hang out at your house for a little bit? And she was like, you know, we'll maybe do something quick for dinner when you guys get back and then you can have your sleepover. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And so then my friends, once my mom got home from work, supposedly, my friend's mom brought us over there. And my mom, the first thing when I walk in the door, my mom tells me that I was supposed to clean up all of the toys in the basement and I didn't. And my dad is furious and I have to go down and talk to him right away because I'm in super big trouble. (laughs) and I go down there and the basement is completely clean. And my dad is in the middle of the room with a video camera and all of my friends jump out of a closet. That's pretty cool. (laughs) See, that's not, you literally burst into tears. (laughs) That is, that is pretty much on par for my family. I I feel like I would have cried. I feel like I would have just burst into tears immediately (laughs) out of release, out of relief. No, I like, no, because like, I think I'm about to get yelled at and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, I don't know. Well, were you happy about it or were you like, I hate you? No, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I really yeah. wanted a surprise party. That's awesome. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. So at least we had some, some happy news to end it on. Uh, that means it's time for, uh, to find out what we learned. Time to find out what we learned. Jordan, was there a Sailor Moon says on this episode? Yeah, as always, a totally pointless one that didn't affect, didn't have any. Well, I mean, like, because the moral of this episode is don't wait, wait, be mad at your segment. parents. When we they're... have a segment about that. Wait, say that. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, what is the, what is the Sailor Moon says? We all need to know what to do when there's an emergency. First off, don't panic. Your injured friend is counting on you. Quickly alert an adult to get help. If you're all alone and someone's in bad trouble, call 911. Then let them decide what to do. And for less serious injuries, everyone should have a basic first aid kit at home and your doctor's number posted by the phone. Talk to your parents or school nurse about your home first aid kit. It's not a toy, but being prepared can save lives. Sailor Moon says... (laughs) So, if your friend gets brainwashed and turned evil we should call 911 yeah what is in the first aid kit for that <laughs> so like a like a deprogramming pamphlet ace bandage sure the, the morals made so little sense in their original context that they can somehow make even less sense when they're recycled yeah oh oh boy we can surely we can do better than that it's time for uh sailor business says where we talk about what we learned from the episode. Katie, we will start with you. What did you learn this week? The more I hate the world, the bigger my tits and ass will get. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, I don't know. I, I, learned, I learned that you, you're allowed to be really terrible to your kids. Uh, and it's, it helps somehow. Like, if they fall down in the rain, just be like, get up, idiot. Uh, I learned that this is why everyone should do what I do and celebrate a birth week and or birth month with the accompanying 7 to 30 days of presence. Because if you do that, you avoid all of these uh, time travel shenanigans. But my birthday is a week before Christmas. 
Well, it sucks to be you then, bro. <laughs> I think what I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start celebrating my birth year. Ooh, and then well, you missed it. It was it was a while ago. Every year, birth year. Oh, this year is an anniversary of my birth. Yeah. Sure, that's accurate. I think you can do that only if you design a logo for every year, wow. like celebrating, celebrating 30 years of Katie Donnelly. Yeah, I don't. I can't talk about my 30th birthday because it's only going to go one of two ways, and I'm really scared. What are the two ways? Oh, my 30th birthday is on election day. Oh! Ooh. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a happy birthday, Katie. <laughs> I hope you have a... I have never hoped harder for anyone to have a happy birthday yeah. than I'm hoping for you right now. It is like the, the fate of the world hangs on my 30th birthday, and I am having a crisis about it. I hope that I hope that your birthday is not literally the last day before Mad Max times. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the episode. Like I said, I I really like these. Uh, you know, I, I watched this one and the the next one that we're gonna do back to back, and I, I watched them. You know, I had them on as background noise while I was working two or three times, and I really think they hold up. I think, despite the fact that her her motivations are flimsy. Uh, I think Wicked Lady holds up really well as a villain, uh, and I because you know she's a villain that they can't fight, and I feel like the 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 biggest problem with Chibiusa is that because it's the the '90s anime and because there's so much filler and because it moves so slowly, we get a long time before Chibiusa becomes Wicked Lady. Like if this would have happened ten episodes after she first appeared, instead of what thirty then I think we would have had a a, a much, you know, it, it would have been a much better arc for the for the character of Chibiusa. See, I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with you because part of what I think makes Wicked Lady such a good villain is that at her heart, she is still like a bratty little kid. Like she's still just wants everything to be about her, et cetera, et cetera. Just like when she first came in. And I feel like, having her around and having everybody sort of start to get used to her and start to incorporate her into their lives is this like, you know, kind of younger sister character. She, her becoming evil and basically reverting back to what she was at the beginning is like an even better arc in my opinion. Uh, I just don't want her to go back to being Rini. So that's why I want her to have actually grown to be 20 something. And then that would be awesome too. Cause then when they finally save her, she would end up being like older than them. And that would be kind of interesting. Or she would go back to being a baby and they would have to raise her. No, but that's, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I definitely don't want that to happen. I want her to be a full grown adult. Well, sure. I mean, that's someone else's arc. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think, I, I really like Wicked Lady. Um, I love I love the design. I love that that she represents something different for for Sailor Moon, because you know one of the things that we that we always talk about, like when we talk about you know fan theories and, and, and stuff about the show, something that we keep coming back to is the, the idea that that Sailor Moon doesn't really have a connection to a lot of her villains the you know the at least in the episodes that i've seen that might change in the future when we apparently get like it becomes purge times and you can do anything with the show uh but you know we don't get anyone that usagi is personally connected to you know usagi and beryl don't have a history usagi and alan and Anne don't have a history well um, not well, a history but she's totally into one of them yeah but like there, there's nothing 
there's nothing there for like historically like there's you know she has no real connection to demand or the specter sisters or the black moon clan like it's all just you know villains who show up and then we get to see how that relationship develops while they're there chibiusa is a pre-existing relationship that changes you know it's 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 why people want to see like molly as a villain or or shingo becoming rubius my other pet theory you've forgotten evil varian at the end of season one yeah, but that sucked. Oh! <laughs> it did not. I love that part. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That is something that I did actually forget about. But I, look, if it worked once, why, why not make it work again? <laughs> uh, uh, Jordan, do you have any, any thoughts on this particular episode? Uh, I did not like it. It's, it's, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Like, the, the fact that so much of, of her brainwashing is just based on, like, dumb stuff it's based on this dumb this dumb birthday memory which again doesn't really hold up to any kind of logic or scrutiny and i understand she's a child but like she she, she lived these things she should remember how the story ends i don't know i don't oh, know yeah man. the birthday memory is dumb the birthday memory it's is real real dumb. dumb it's super dumb the other reason is again it's a no, it's yet another episode in a line of episodes where there's no personal life of any of the scouts. It's just them dealing with earth-shattering giant things and never trying to be normal people. And I, I find them way more interesting when they are trying to deal with their lives at the same time. So I was really bummed that it was still more like, oh, okay, fine, still in the future. But thankfully, we're back now. Not that next episode gets us any of their life again. So, uh, Katie, no, you said that you remembered really liking these episodes, and that's why you picked them to come back on, and that you thought they were bad uh, after watching them, can you remember what you liked about it? Um, was it just was it just the metamorphosis into uh, Wicked Lady? I loved the metamorphosis into Wicked Lady. I thought that was super cool. I love the Ayakashi sisters. I used to think that they were like the coolest characters, and I love their whole arc of just becoming normal people. I know we don't see them much in this episode. We'll see them in the next episode, um, but that's part of it. And I just. I don't know. I remembered it being more fast paced. Like I like this whole arc, but this episode, it seemed like nothing actually happened. Like she became black lady and then she stayed black lady and that was it. So I don't know what I thought was going to (laughs) happen. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Uh, Let us know what you think. Katie, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where to find you online? Um, At Katie monster, Katie with a C on Twitter and everywhere. Excellent. I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, our, our producer, JJ Mason, he's on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. And you should check out his other podcasts, of which there are multiples. But the one that I remember the name of off the top of my head is The Morphin Grid, which is about Power Rangers. But he has a Pokemon one, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Pokemon World Tour. And there's also there Pokemon go. World Tour United. You're welcome, Jake. I remember. I listen. I don't. I'm the, I'm the good cop of the hosts. I don't know Pokemon at all. Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at Sailor Business, and you can find uh, the email address of the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us anything, any explanations for anything, any translations of the Bob Floy awning, Please. that would be nice. You can find me on Twitter at the ISB. That's T H E I S B, and on Tumblr. Uh, as the ISB, uh, I do another podcast that I rarely talk about on the show called War Rocket Ajax, which is a comic book uh, and pro wrestling fun time interview podcast. So uh, definitely check that out at WarRocketAjax.com. That does it for this week's episode. We will be back 
in uh, a week for episode 86, where I don't know what's going to happen in this episode, but it's called Sapphire Dies, Wise Man's Trap. <laughs> uh, until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor. After my birthday is not my birthday, mom.